Hey, I'm Matt. Welcome to Wednesday Night Whenever, the podcast that brings you inside our student ministry here at Watson Baptist Church. Whether you're one of our students, or a parent of a student, or just someone who wants to grow in their faith and study God's Word with us, feel free to join us Wednesday night, you know, whenever. Hey there, it's me, Matt. Uh, just wanted to give you some news about this new episode. Um, unfortunately, it was not recorded live. Um, second time this has happened where we had a technical glitch and it just uh, it didn't happen. It was very frustrating, but um, I did go back and re-record just so um, we can keep this going. You know, I don't want there to be um, you know a delay or uh, I don't want anybody to miss out on on what we've been going through, and and so this is uh, yeah this is um, uh, week two of our new series of story time. You know, looking at the parables of Jesus, and um, we continue on um, with um, with kind of the the agricultural theme here that Jesus had going on with his with his parables. Um, you know, he deep teaching these deep theological lessons. Um, by taking things that were um, going on in the culture around him, and um, it was it, it was it's just a neat way to teach, you know. And, and Jesus is the master teacher, and he teaches some some of these deep theological truths in just a simple way. Because the thing is, Jesus wants all to understand, and all to be able to to understand the truth that that he was sharing and and respond, um, because he's a deeply compassionate and love his, his his people dearly and he wants them all to have a chance to to be with him forever and to respond to the truth that he was sharing and so um, we looked at that again this week and uh, as, as he taught on the kingdom of God and uh, and so this was this is part one of the kingdom of God is like dot 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 and Jesus he lays it out and and we see that but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and we'll just uh, rewind it back to Wednesday night All right. Well, thank you for being here. Um, we're continuing on with our series this week. It's story time as we explore the parables of Jesus. Um, actually, I told another youth pastor that we were studying um, that we were studying the parables, and he said, "So you're letting the teacher teach, and, uh, and and going through these parables and studying them together. That's exactly what this is. It's letting Jesus's words teach us." And letting the Bible speak for itself, and that's that's my prayer. You know, it's a prayer of mine. Every time that I get the opportunity to uh, to preach on a Sunday or on Wednesdays, FCA, whatever it is, you know, where you know whatever opportunity I have where I can preach the word, you know, my prayer is that it, I just get out of the way because it's God's words and not mine. And so, with this series, we're um, we're we're getting taught by the teacher of teachers. Uh, the master storyteller, the prince of peace, the mighty counselor, the savior of the world, Jesus Christ. Like, don't take any of this for granted. You know, don't write this off. You, you know, you should be taking notes. You should be paying close attention. Um, every week you should be bringing your Bibles. You know, this is important lessons that Jesus is teaching. You know, it's weighty, it's weighty truth, and, and we need to be treating it as such. But, you know, we talked to... We talked about parables last week and how Jesus masterfully taught them using 
using these, these, these parables, which are basically allegory or, or stories with a meaning behind them, stories used to teach a lesson. And, and Jesus, he was the master, master at teaching. You know, he, he took some big theological truth and he taught it simply using the world in which he lived so that all could have a chance to understand and respond to his truth. You know, he painted word pictures that all could visualize and understand. And, and he added in godly truth. You know, and, and Jesus, he was compassionate, you know, to all. And he wanted all to have a chance to respond to his life-giving, life-changing truth. And that's, and that's the same today. So, so tonight, you know, we press on and we continue looking at the parables of Jesus. So I've mentioned already how Jesus is like the master storyteller, and and last week we talked about some of our favorite storytellers, Bo and Abby. Hey, y'all made the cut. But but growing up in in youth, you know, one game that really got me excited was the game Two Truths and a Lie. You like that game? You ever played that? You know, it's one of those games that you play as an icebreaker. Um, it's used to help people uh, get to know each other better, like in a group. But, uh, but you know, this, this game, it gave me the ability to use my imagination and, and come up with an elaborate story. And like I said, you know, I've told you all before, I love stories. You know, what? I'm going to give you one. So once at an LSU game, I got peed on by Mike the Tiger. Not, not like the mascot dressed up in the suit with the real tiger. Uh, I have half a pinky toe on my left foot because of a dog. It bit it off when I was four. And I once had a job that consisted of me feeding a live cow that had a giant hole in its side. Which is the lie. I'll give you a couple seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. So, so the lie is that I have half a pinky toe on my left foot because of a dog. That's not true. I have all toes, I promise. Um, when I, when I, uh, did this live, uh, one of my students said, I know that's a lie because I know your feet like the back of my feet. And I thought that was a weird thing. Luke Pemberton, I'm talking about you. But, um, but yeah, so, so yeah, that's definitely a lie. The other two are true. And if you want any more information about that, hey, you can drop us a comment. Or um, I think there's like a Q&A feature on the, uh, the podcast um, whatever you, wherever you listen to this at, but, but, uh, I'd be happy to elaborate if you, if you wanted me to, but you know, like I said, I'm a fan of stories and reading and writing them and even listening to them, you know, as, Hey, the 1940s are back, you know, we're listening to radio again, except the name has changed to, to podcasts. And now we're getting a little bit, a little bit meta since this, you know, this is being recorded, you know, for a podcast, you're listening to this. Uh, I just kind of broke the fourth wall, I guess, with that one. But, you know, here here with Jesus, you know, his parables, they were influenced by by the world around him and, and culture and, and how the people lived and worked back then. And, you know, last week as we dove into our series, we saw Jesus teaching the parable of the sower. And remember, it was about a sower who he sowed seed. So he was a farmer. He was out planting, planting crops, you know, planting seed. And he scattered the seed and it fell on these different types of soils. Remember, he had the path, the rocks, the thorns, and the good soil. And with each soil came a different uh, outcome for the seed. Remember the path, you know, the, the birds would come in quickly, devoured those that fell on the path. And then you had the rocks, 
they quickly grew, but they didn't have any roots. Uh, there was no root system there, so they burned up quickly by the sun. And then you had thorns, the thorny soil, and so any growth that happened was choked out by the thorns and the weeds. But then you had the good soil, right? And it grew and produced bountiful fruit. But, you know, that story, it wasn't just about a farmer planting seeds, but it had this deeper spiritual meaning. And Jesus, he goes on to actually explain it to his, to his disciples, the meaning behind the parable. And so remember, you know, his meaning behind the path, you know, that was like the word um, being shared um, you know, with, with those who didn't understand, and, you know, it was, though it was this faith that was robbed by confusion and, um, and it was robbed by, by, uh, just, just being confused and not going to the right sources to get answers. And then for the, for the rocks, you know, that was, uh, that was an, this enthusiastic faith, right? You know, um, faith that was enthusiastic and, and just excited and uh, but then it was left withered because the minute hardship happened, because there was no roots there, it was all enthusiasm, it was all feelings based faith, and so um, since there was no roots, the um, you know the minute hardship or persecution came, um, you know it it died, it withered, and then you had thorns, um, the thorny the thorny um, ground or soil, and that's like faith being choked out by fear and worry. You know, um, you know, just having this this faith being um, being shaken by, by and consumed by worry and fear, and then it's just left unmoving and choked out. And then you had the good soil, you know, and and that's like faith that is growing. You know, it's it's faith that is that is grounded and and rooted in God's word, and uh, and a faith that that is is there's growth there and 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 producing fruit, spiritual fruit. And, and being the master teacher that he was, you know, he took time to explain this to his disciples because once again, you know, he wanted them to understand and know the truth that he was sharing because it's so important. You know, just like today, you know, Jesus, he wants you to know and understand desperately who he is and what he has done for you, for us, for all of humanity. You know, he wants us to understand his, his nature and what he has done to prove his nature, right, that he is gracious and loving and merciful, but he also hates sin. And all of these things are approved by the fact that he lived a perfect life and he died an agonizing death to rescue humanity from their sin by doing the unimaginable and taking on the sin debt that everybody deserves, that we deserve, that you deserve. You know, he took the full wrath of God and he died. But then proving the fact that he is God, he rose from the grave, he beat sin and he beat death, and now he lives forever waiting to return, to judge, and to rule, and to reign. And the thing is, he hasn't returned yet. Oh, I wish he has. You know, hey, come, come, Lord Jesus, you know, because our world is dark. But but he hasn't returned yet, but there will be a day where he does. And, and, and the fact that he hasn't yet is because, you know, he is compassionate. You know, he wants all to have a chance to know him and experience the life-changing and life-saving power of the gospel you know, he's giving you and us a chance to understand and not just understand, but but respond. You see, Jesus, he doesn't change. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. And the reason why he taught in parables is because, you know, he wanted all to understand. He wants all to be saved and be given the chance to be saved from sin and the wages of sin. He wants all to become a part of the kingdom of God and and that can't happen if if one isn't born again through repentance and faith. And, and that happens as a response 
to the truth that is proclaimed. And so Jesus, he wants there to be an understanding. You remember last week, you know, we saw Jesus teaching using that parable of the farmer. And then he goes and he explains, so there's understanding there. Well, he does it again. And we're going to be looking at that now. You know, again, Jesus, he takes this theological truth and he teaches it using the world in which they live. You know, staying with this kind of same theme of, of agriculture. But, uh, but let's get down to it. You know, turning, turning in your Bibles now, if you have your Bible in front of you, you can turn to Matthew chapter 13, starting with verse 24. Um, you know, we're going to start reading at verse 24. And in, and in verse 24 says, He presented another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while people were sleeping, his enemy came, sowed, sowed weeds among the wheat and left. When the plants sprouted up, produced grain, then the weeds also appeared. And the landowner's servants came to him and said, Master, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Then where did all the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he told them. So do you want us to go and pull them up? The servants asked him. No, he said. When you pull up the weeds, you may also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At harvest time, I'll tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and tie them in bundles to burn them, but collect the wheat in my barn. So we have Jesus presenting another parable to his disciples and, and those gathered. And he says that, that this is what the kingdom of God is like. You know, this is what the kingdom is like. It may be compared to this. And once again, it's about a farmer who is out and he's planting seed. He's sowing it. And he says it's good seed. And then during the night, this man's enemy comes and he starts sowing weeds and trash plants among, among the good wheat and among the good wheat seed uh, that the farmer had planted, and then it and then it goes on that these plants it says these plants grew and they produced grain, but among the wheat were weeds as well. And the farmer he's questioned by his by his servants, and he says, "Hey, you know, wasn't that good seed that you threw out there? You know, why is there so many weeds?" And the farmer explains that, "Hey, this is this is the, the work of my enemy. You know, this his enemy had 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 done this. His nemesis." And so he gets he gets questioned again, you know, if they want them to go and start pulling up weeds, you know, weeding this this garden, and uh, and the farmer says, no, don't you know, don't do that because you you may also pull up the good producing wheat along with the weeds. Just let them grow together, and then when it's time for the harvest um, to harvest the wheat, I'll I'll tell the reapers, you know, those who are gathering the wheat to just gather up the weeds and burn them, but take the wheat and and collect it and put them and store them in my barn. And so we have this story, you know, in this illustration from Jesus, and it's along the same lines as the last parable. You know, there are some similarities here in theme, but the message is, is different. You know, it's got the same theme of being about planting seeds and a farmer sowing seed and it growing, but now the focus has changed. And, and Jesus, you know, being the picture of patience and teaching, you know, he reveals to his followers what he means. What the parable is really saying, it's not just about how to be a good farmer, you know, but there's a deeper message here. Jump down to verses 36 through 43, and, and let's hear the meaning of the parable from Jesus himself. And it says, Then when he left the crowds, he went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. 
He replied, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed, well, these are, my, these are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. Therefore, just as the weeds are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out His angels, and they will gather from His kingdom all who call sin and those guilty of lawlessness. They will throw them into the blazing furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in their Father's kingdom. Let anyone who has ears listen. And so here we have what Jesus was actually pointing to in his parable. You know, the story he was, he was painting wasn't one about wheat and weeds and good farming habits, but it was to point those there who were listening to compare the kingdom of God to somebody planting seeds. And what Jesus does in his story is he's, you know, he's emphasizing the present and the future aspects of the kingdom of God. You know, where, where the seed that is growing in, in the, uh, are those who are in Him, in Christ, His church. You know, they are growing in preparation for the harvest that will come when Jesus returns to bring those who are part of the kingdom into, into His kingdom. And, and, and the harvest represents the future for His people, what will take place. You know, God's people will be, will be with God, and those who, who have heard the gospel but never responded will be cast into the fire fully separated from God for all eternity. You know, we see that part about the weeds among the wheat here, you know, that were sowed by the enemy. And and that's like the church, right? The church representing God's kingdom here on earth, living amongst the weeds of the earth. You know, those who live opposing God, who are influenced by the enemy, you know, who is Satan. And he says once again, you know, let anybody who has ears listen. But he doesn't mean, you know, hey, hear what I'm saying, because, you know, everybody obviously had ears, more than likely, but he is saying, hear and understand. You know, hear what I'm saying and, and respond. Like, let it sink in. Let the weight of what I am saying take hold of your life and respond to it. You know, this was a revelation to those there, you know, hearing this truth. Remember, you know, Jesus wants everybody to have an opportunity to repent and turn from their sin and follow after him. And he lays it out quite simply here saying that, hey, there is wheat and there are weeds. The wheat is useful and will, be, and will be stored in the barn, and the weeds are seen as waste and will be cast into the fire. The wheat are those who put their faith in Jesus, and the weeds are those who live following after the world that is ruled by Satan. So Jesus is saying, this is what the kingdom is like. You know, like, you know, there are those uh, in the world living amongst the weeds that at the proper time will be with me forever, and there will be those who will not be. Right now, think to yourself, which are you? You know, are you wheat or are you a weed? As Jesus is sharing this parable, you know, there are many, there are many gathered plus his disciples and, and, um, you know, he wants all to be able to understand, you know, that this is what the kingdom of God can be compared to. And, you know, that, that kingdom, that the, that God's kingdom is, is just that, you know, it's, it's God's. And, and one day, you know, uh, we'll be with God forever. The rest, not so much. And so first point I really want us to realize is God's kingdom is God's. You know, if, if you're listening to this, then, then you're, you know, um, 
then, then and, and you're a believer, you're a follower of His, and you're part of that kingdom. And you belong to God, and one day you're going to be with Him forever. And, and that, should, that should give you hope, right? As believers, that should give us the utmost hope, while also motivating us to share and urge others to become part of God's kingdom. Because so many are missing out and will miss out forever on God's loving grace and rich, rich mercy. We need to be evangelizing and sharing with those who are spiritually lost, you know, those who may be in our life or maybe that we work with or go to school with. Um, We need to be sharing just how amazing it is to be in the family of God. By the way, you know, uh, I want to shout out to, to Mason, who he's one of our students. He just became part of God's family, you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, and he's going to be baptized this coming Sunday. I'm, I'm super pumped and excited for him. But, but Jesus, you know, after, after sharing the parable of the wheat and the weeds, you know, he shares two more, um, you know, uh, uh, sharing again about the kingdom of God. And he compares it to something that they would understand. In verse 31, it says, he presented another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It's the smallest of the seeds. But when grown, it's taller than the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the sky come and nest in its branches. And so here we have God's kingdom compared to the mustard seed. And hey, this isn't the first time we see scripture regarding the, the mustard seed. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, it says, Because of, because of your little faith, he told them, for, for truly I tell you, if you have the faith of the size of a mustard seed, you will move this mountain. Uh, I'm sorry, you will tell this mountain to move from here to there. And it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So, but this parable, it's not a reference to, to faith, but to God's kingdom. And if you weren't aware, the mustard seed, it's incredibly tiny. And so, so why is Jesus saying that the kingdom of God is like the mustard seed? Is he saying it's tiny? Well, you know, uh, he says that when it's, when it's grown, it's taller than all the plants in the garden. It becomes this tree that birds use for their nests. And so this brings us to the second point here, which is that, you know, God's kingdom, it starts out small. It has, it has small beginnings, but it grows. It grows to enormous significance, you know, proving that the world standards of success do not apply to the kingdom of God. You know, it grows as God chooses here. So point number two is God's kingdom grows. It starts out small here. And once again, this is, this is a revelation from, from Jesus. You know, that his 12 disciples aren't the end of it. You know, this, this is only the beginning of the church. And it starts out small, but it, it grows, right? It, 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 it grows. And so Jesus, he didn't stop there, though, but he continued on and he shared another parable. Verse 33, it says he told them another one. He told them another parable. It says, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and mixed into 50 pounds of flour until all of it was leavened. And so now he leaves the garden, he enters the kitchen, right? And Jesus says, the kingdom of God is like leaven, you know, that a woman has taken and mixed with flour until it was leavened. And remember, if you don't know what leaven is, leaven's kind of like yeast that is used to make bread when it's added to flour. And it only takes a little bit, you know, it only takes a little leaven um, to, 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 uh, to make bread. Um, so, so, this, so in this parable, Jesus, he's comparing the kingdom of God to the leaven because the leaven, once it's mixed into the flour, you know, you don't really see it, but, you know, it still does its thing, right? You know, it's still working to leaven the flour. And so, uh, so God may, may appear invisible, but he's working and he's moving. 
You know, he's still putting his people into his places for his purposes. And gradually, his kingdom on earth, which is the church, influences every part of society. You know, even if it's not seen, there's an influence there. And in the end, God, he will establish his kingdom and he will eliminate all others. So point three that we see here is that God's kingdom is influential. And then Jesus, he goes on actually to continue teaching on the kingdom of God using parables. And it's, it's a lot to kind of go over. And I didn't really want to rush it, you know, by putting it all in one lesson. And it would have been like, you know, an hour or longer. And you don't need me to talk for an hour. And so we're going to continue looking at God's kingdom um, in a couple weeks. Next week, we have a Q&A Wednesday uh, with our students. And those aren't usually um, right for right, right now. They're not recorded, um, you know, so we don't put those out. And, uh, you know, via podcast, but that may change after January. I'm not sure yet. It just depends because some are private, you know, some, some stories that we hear from some of our members in our church, you know, um, we want to kind of keep them, um, you know, just with us, but, but that may change. Um, like I said, in the first of the year, but, uh, but so next week is that, so there won't be a, there won't be a podcast next week, but, um, but as we kind of start to, to wrap up right now, you know, I kind of want to come to a close. Um, you know, the words of Jesus that we've looked at, they're not just for, for those that he was speaking to then, but they're for us right now. You know, they hold real valid truth that requires response. You know, the reality of hell is real, you know, for those who don't, who don't believe, um, and those who haven't put their hope and their faith in, in Jesus Christ, that it's a reality. And even though, even though people don't like to hear that today, even though that may offend some people, that doesn't make it any less true. Those who have not put their hope and faith and trust in Jesus Christ are hellbound. And as the church, we should, we should, we need, we have to be motivated to share with those who are lost. You know, we have to be motivated to share with the, with those who are lost the life-changing truth of the gospel. You know, hey, you know, you can share and explain the parable of the wheat and the weeds, right? You know, Jesus explains it himself, and you can just read the explanation. Um, you share your story, share your testimony, share the gospel, right? But the church has, the thing is, the church has grown in the midst of the weeds that surrounds us, and it's still growing today. People are still coming to know Jesus. They're still becoming part of God's kingdom today. Remember Mason, you know, he, he he's part of the family of God. There's, God, you know, Jesus is still working and moving today, and, and the church is still influencing and changing lives because of God and His Holy Spirit at work in us. And the thing is, Jesus said it would happen. Jesus had revealed already that this would happen. But right now, you know, what, what is your response to all of this? You know, what is God calling you to do right now in response to His Word? You know, who is He calling you to share His truth with? Pray with me. Father, we just thank You so much for Your Word, for Your truth, God. And I just pray that, um, that God, we can we can just let this sink in to our life, and, and not just sink in, God, but but motivate us to to share it, because there's so many people who are lost today and, and looking for for uh, for truth. They're looking for that, you know, what's missing in their life. They're looking for purpose, God, and 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 they're going to all the wrong places, God. Well, help us be motivated to be that right place. You know, help, you know, break our hearts for those who don't know you, Father. You know, burden our, our, our lives for, for those in our, in our, that we may know that are in our circle of influence that don't know you, God, so that, we can, so that we can be your light to them. 
Because hell is, is a very real place and it is the reality for those who don't know you. And so God, help us, help us just, just be bold and courageous and, and, and share your message of truth, your, your gospel, Father, um, with those who desperately need it. But God, I pray for whoever is listening to this that, that, um, that you just be with them, God. And that, uh, and that they can um, just continue to grow in you, Father. But we love you and we thank you. So just be with us now. In your name we pray. Amen. Hey, as always, thank you so much for listening to this. Um, remember, you know, this is for anybody, not just our students at, at Watson Baptist Church. But, um, you know, this is for anybody who who uh, needs to grow in Christ. You know, this is for anybody who wants to get into God's Word and, and learn more and grow in their faith. And so um, feel free to share this with anybody um, that, that you would see that you would see fit that, that would, that you think would enjoy this. Um, don't forget to like, and subscribe to the podcast, um, wherever you, wherever you find it, wherever you listen to it, um, subscribe so that you can get these weekly, uh, episode reminders as they go out. Um, but, but yeah, just thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a blessed week.